time to talk sports. 96.5 is 600 KGEZ, and the Knock on Sports is on the air. Here's your host, Anthony Knockreiner. Good evening and welcome. Welcome indeed here to a Monday night edition of the Knock On Sports. Hope everyone had a fantastic Christmas holiday. Again, uh, one of the things that makes me sad all the time is when we get to December 26th and 27th. I do truly enjoy. You don't need to buy a stone. I do really enjoy uh, the Christmas holiday. I hate seeing it go. I love seeing it uh, when it comes around. I, I tell people this all the time. I could, I honestly think I could live in a Christmas village 12 months out of the year. I could definitely do it. That's how much I love Christmas. But either way, again, hope you guys had a good one. I definitely did. Uh, made Christmas Eve dinner for my girlfriend. Made Christmas dinner as well. Was really proud of myself. And not because I cooked. No. I feel like I'm actually a pretty decent cook when the opportunity comes around. But I was just really, really happy with the way it turned out. Uh, I had a nice romantic Christmas Eve dinner with my girlfriend, who is a nurse, and she had to go work Christmas night as well. Um, And so it was just really nice to be able to spend Christmas Eve romantically, have a good dinner, make it yourself. You always just feel a little bit more proud uh, when you do that. So like I said, Christmas was really great for me. Uh, Again, hope it was great for you guys as well. Got some cool new things to go along with it. Um, Got some cool shoes, some new tech as well. Should be a lot of fun to to play with and use over the course of the next year. And a lot to get to uh, with sports-wise. Obviously, Christmas, listen, I, I... Try and watch the NBA games because usually they're pretty good around Christmas time. But once again, the NBA schedules a dud when it comes to its Christmas holiday. Now, again, not to be completely fair because obviously we know the season hasn't been going on for very long uh, for the NBA. But it's not like in previous years the Christmas Day games uh, have been good in in, in previous years. So that's kind of a problem. I did enjoy the Saints-Vikings game. I was hoping the Vikings would come back and win that one, uh, but the Vikings defense couldn't stop a wet nose, and so the Vikings uh, tried but just couldn't overcome it. The Saints end up uh, grabbing a home playoff game and grabbing the division. And at the same time, when you look at the NFC, and something we'll get into here shortly, the NFC uh, still up for grabs in terms of that number one seat. Got to give a ton of credit to the Green Bay Packers last night. I definitely took Tennessee to win that game against Green Bay. Did not see the throttling that Green Bay would impose on the Tennessee Titans, but we'll get into more of that as well. Like I said, they're just a very interesting uh, scenarios that line up now. You look at what happened yesterday for Seattle as well. Seattle winning the NFC West, and ultimately that game may really cost, and that Jets game I should say for the Rams, that may cost them a chance to the postseason. Because news coming out now is that Rams' Jared Goff had surgery on his thumb, which means he is likely out for Sunday. He could be back for the postseason, which would be the following weekend if the Rams make uh, the postseason. But that one could be really hurt. So John Wolford steps in. You look at Taylor uh, Hineke for the uh, Washington football team. He's going to step in and try to win a game for the Washington football team, who's on the doorstep. All they have to do is win on Sunday against the Eagles and they're in the postseason and they get to host a playoff game. Easier said than done. And as we also know that the uh, uh, Washington football team released Dwayne Haskins yesterday. Again, this kind of goes back to something I was talking about last week as well, which is 
You remember when Dwayne Haskins and Daniel Jones were the two quarterbacks coming out of the draft? And how the debate kind of circled around them. Dwayne Haskins had done a phenomenal job at Ohio State, put up just fantastic numbers. Everyone thought, okay, Dwayne Haskins is your guy. And everyone crucified the New York Giants for taking Daniel Jones from Duke over Dwayne Haskins. And everyone thought Washington was going to have their franchise quarterback. Well, here we go again. Dwayne Haskins was not that and all a bag of chips. So big shocker there. Uh, I didn't really think that Dwayne Haskins after one season, I think with quarterbacks, especially one season, and we're kind of seeing with Mitchell Trubisky as well. Mitchell Trubisky, Dwayne Haskins, one season starting in college, did put up fantastic numbers in their one season, but it hasn't necessarily translated into success. Way too much optimism uh, for these quarterbacks. And that's why I say, I think when you look at it, you know, you talk about uh, sports talking heads, I mean, I'll give Stephen A. Smith a ton of credit for this because he actually tweeted it out and said how wrong he was uh, because he absolutely eviscerated the Giants for their pick of Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins. Well, now as time has gone on, well, Stephen A. Smith at least have the courage uh, to acknowledge his receipt and the check that he cashed and his mouth didn't couldn't couldn't uh, cash that check. And so he had to apologize for it. And so, like I said, I just wish more sports talking heads would be more upfront about it because, like I said, there are guys that have completely whiffed on on quarterbacks when it comes to uh, drafts. When you talk about guys and the way they projected uh, Josh Allen in particular and you look at the kind of season he's having right now, there are a lot of guys that didn't think he was going to be very good. You look at Justin Herbert this past season, how many guys that we had on the show that were very short on him, and he goes back to even Jalen Hurts. The Dallas Cowboys are still in this thing. The Philadelphia Eagles had a chance. They are the first team from the NFC East to be eliminated from playoff contention. Well, wait a minute. I thought Jalen Hurts was the second coming. I thought he was going to be the next guy. I thought he was going to be the uh, franchise quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, wait a minute. That's still not decided. Way too many people overreacting to a very, very small uh, resume or very small portion of what we've seen from these players. Now, again, does one game losing to the Dallas Cowboys mean that Jalen Hurts can't be a franchise quarterback? No, but I think all the people that are rushing to judgment on Carson Wentz and the Eagles need to try and trade him and get rid of his contract, they need to fully go with Jalen Hurts. Whoa, 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 slow your roll. Because it is just not that easy. It's not that simple. It's not going to translate that quickly for Jalen Hurts. He won a couple of games. Great, great job beating the Saints when the Saints had nothing to really prepare for. All right? Again, ton of credit for Jalen Hurts' wins. But you just I don't think it just automatically translates after a couple of games. So, again, uh, lots to get to with the NFL. We'll continue to stay on that subject. But the Whitefish Credit Union sponsors the Knock On Sports. They do a sponsor the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. And all guests join us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. And tonight you can expect to hear from Levi Torgerson, the outstanding Great Falls High Bison product, as we talk about his football season and getting ready for the upcoming basketball season. The Eastern AA looks very, very interesting. And Great Falls is going to be one of the top contenders at the top for the Eastern AA. So we'll talk to Coach, or talk to Levi Torgerson about his football season as well as getting ready for the basketball season as well. Bottom of the hour, we'll talk to Richie Melby from Montana Sports. We'll get his thoughts on the opening weekend of winter sports, which can get kicked off this Saturday. And we'll also get his thoughts on the rosters for the East-West Shrine game, which was announced over the Christmas holiday. 
and we'll get his thoughts on the uh, latest from the MHSA and how they are going to evaluate things once we do start having games being played uh, here in the coming weeks. So we'll talk about that and more with Richie Melby of Montana Sports. And they're all joining us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Again, the knock-on sports sponsored by Whitefish Credit Union. Are you going to start saving money? Get rid of your high-interest credit card today and apply at whitefishcu.com for a low-rate credit card from Whitefish Credit Union. Phone number 862-3525. So as I said, more NFL uh, action here. One thing I, I do want to look at this is kind of going back here. Uh, the LA Rams. I want to go back to them for just a second. The Rams will have the Cardinals this weekend. The Cardinals dropped the ball big time against the 49ers on Saturday when they could have wrapped that game up. Now, again, early on, Arizona looked like they were going to, you know, again, it was going to be a fight. The 49ers were, are a very tough football team. They have not given up on the season. They are not an easy win. And so Arizona was going to have a dogfight early, but they were starting to create some separation. And then all of a sudden, just like the game against the New England Patriots a few weeks back, the Cardinals just kind of folded in the second half. They could pick up yards between the 40s and even the 30s, but they just really could not punch it in. And so when I look at this game this week, you're talking about Kyler Murray and you're talking about John Wolford, who will be making his first start and throwing his first NFL pass ever. You would think, okay, wait a minute. The Arizona Cardinals should have this thing wrapped up right amazing every word of what you just said was wrong yeah you'd think that arizona would have the easy win here but i don't think it's going to be that easy arizona has yet to show me that they can actually win a football game they've won six out of their last eight all right they beat the eagles Again, and Jalen Hurts was getting credit for that uh, game as well because he was able to put up some uh, great great performance. Again, the Arizona Cardinals' defense has been terrible this season. Again, you're talking about the Arizona Cardinals probably aren't even in the playoff discussion had they not won the game against the Buffalo Bills in that Hail Mary from DeAndre Hopkins. So I don't think this is a simple win here for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, do I think the Arizona Cardinals make for a much more interesting matchup when we talk about the actual playoff picture? Yeah, because Arizona, if they win, they get to play the New Orleans Saints. And when you talk about the New Orleans Saints defensively, what's one weakness that the Saints have? Saints have a problem with a mobile quarterback. And so Kyler Murray probably would have a field day uh, if he was playing against the Saints. We've seen Jalen Hurts have a very strong day against the Saints defense uh, when he showed his mobility. So I think Arizona would be a very interesting team because I think they provide a lot of upset potential to the number two seed. Now, like I said, this, this week there's a lot of doors that opened up because Washington couldn't finish the job and Arizona couldn't finish the job that opened up the doors for the Chicago Bears and the Dallas Cowboys. Now, a guy I follow on Twitter, uh, Damon Amendola, <laughs> said this. He's like, if the, if the uh, Cardinals and the Washington football team forces me to watch Dallas and Chicago in the postseason, I'm just going to walk out on the NFL postseason. And I don't blame him. Like, when you think about it, yeah, Chicago is putting up a lot of points the last couple of weeks, and I'm probably offending a lot of Bears fans at this point. I, I, I do apologize. But at the same time, do you really trust Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears offensively to go into the postseason and be competitive? That defense will keep them in it, but I don't trust the Bears at all. And as a Bucks fan who finally gets to see his team in the postseason after – 13 years. Um, the last time I saw Tampa Bay in a, in a wild card game, uh, that was against the New York Giants on their way to win the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 42. I was 17 at the time. I haven't seen a Buccaneers in the playoffs in, in my 20s at all. 
and I'm 31 and I'm only a couple of weeks old up at, at that point. So uh, the Cowboys being in the postseason, I actually wouldn't mind because I don't think Dallas is, I think if, if I'm a Buck, as a, looking at it from a Bucks perspective, if Tampa Bay does end up winning and they win the fifth seed, you're looking at trying to find the weakest NFC team right now. If Alex Smith comes back, Washington becomes a very dangerous team. All right, but we don't know when Alex Smith is going to come back. Maybe he comes back for the wild card, who knows. But at the same time, Washington's defense is very tough. And you look at that game yesterday, one of the touchdowns came off, came off a special teams miscue. So that's seven points right there against uh, the Carolina Panthers that the Washington football team's defense didn't give up. And when you're talking about that pass rush, I don't want to see Chase Young trying to, trying to go after Tom Brady. So when you're looking at the potential playoff matchups here that would create the most intriguing storylines, I think for the NFC, I think Arizona as a seven seed playing the Saints is really interesting. I think the Rams, if they are able to get into the playoffs, create some very interesting matchups um, for because they could play the Seattle Seahawks if the Seahawks stay the three seed. I haven't even got into the number one seed for the NFC yet. But if the Seahawks have to host the Rams again and a potential uh, Jared Goff coming off an, a, a thumb surgery, that could get really interesting. Because, again, seeing them within three weeks of each other, what kind of uh, changes could we see? Because, again, Seattle, they don't mind winning a game either way. Listen, if they're playing a close game, they are comfortable with it, just like they were yesterday. They didn't have any problem uh, being in a close game. And uh, So for Seattle, they have no problem with it. They're not a team I'm worried about if they're playing a close game in the playoffs. But the fact that, again, seeing the Rams, seeing a division opponent, it's just not something you really want to see in the first round of the playoffs. And so – I think the Rams make it really interesting, and then Tampa Bay and Dallas would be really interesting. I think a lot of points could be scored there, and I think at the same time, the Washington football team, I think they're just too banged up at this point. So I think Dallas, the way they're playing, they could really be an interesting football team in the playoffs. So like I said, it would be really interesting, and at the same time, too, I want to address this because everyone's talking about it today. The Green Bay Packers are being talked about as the NFC's best team. Let me say this, because the NFC is completely wide open. Yeah, I know. I watched the Green Bay Packers pretty much torch the Tennessee Titans, who are a good football team. But Green Bay did something that it has not done against physical football teams in the last two seasons. Now, if Green Bay can do this from here on out against physical football teams, then they absolutely are the best team in the NFC. But again, they were able to build upon something because it looked like Tennessee struggled in the snow uh, last night and in the second half much played much better. Uh, again, it is what it is. Tennessee lost that game. They were thoroughly beaten. Uh, but at the same time, I'm just not ready to crown the Green Bay Packers the best team in the NFC. Because when you look at what's happened in the NFC this season, you look at it, go to start. Green Bay Packers were the best team until when? Well, Tampa Bay throttled them. Then it was the Seattle Seahawks, and then the Seattle Seahawks kind of fell off a little bit after the loss uh, to Arizona. Uh, then you go back to the best team in the NFC, went back to the Saints. It was the Saints then. Then it went to the Rams, and then it went, uh, let's see here, who else? Who was just recently the best team in the NFC? It's been changing. The crown has been changing constantly uh, within the NFC. And so that's why I say, like, okay, sure, Packers, they're the hot team right now. And if they get and they continue to be hot in the postseason, they're going to be a tough out no matter what. All right. But I'm not ready to crown anybody yet from the NFC because I'm not certain that even if Green Bay, say, wins Sunday against the Bears and they end up with the number one overall seed and everything has to go through them to get to the Super Bowl, 
Well, guess what? I've seen Green Bay lose in Lambeau in the postseason and be a number one seed. It's happened a couple times. So I, just because it goes through Green Bay, nobody wants to play in the cold. Yeah, but guess what? We've seen this game before, and we've seen Green Bay lose home field advantage. I'm not really all that worried. I would rather go to Green Bay than go play in New Orleans at this point. So for me, again, I, I just look at it as I think Green Bay is they're good, but they are, there is no team that can actually take the crown of best team in the NFC right now the way things currently sit. That's just the way uh, I, I see the NFC playoffs. And you look at yesterday between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Atlanta Falcons, the KC should have won that game by more. So the question becomes, okay, did KC just get complacent? Were they, you know, did they just think they were going to walk all over the Falcons? I think that's a strong possibility. But when you look at the AFC right now, I think you're talking about the two best teams. And yeah, Pittsburgh may have revived themselves a little bit. I still don't trust them. I think the two best teams in the AFC, one's playing them tonight, and that's Buffalo taking on the New England Patriots. I think it's the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think hopefully, if you're talking about the best matchups, just for a fan's perspective, I think it's Buffalo and KC in the AFC playoffs. We'll get more into the uh, NFL playoff picture as the week continues. Also, later this week on the Knock On Sports, we are going to talk a lot more high school basketball. I'll have my players to watch for here in the 2021 season. Also, up-and-comers and players that could have breakout seasons. We'll also break down each conference, where the strengths, where the weaknesses are, who has the inside track, and who could be the dark horse in the Eastern or Western AA. We'll talk about all that and much more later on this week here on the Knock On Sports. But coming up next, we're going to chat with Levi Tor from Great Falls High. We'll get his thoughts on the football season as well as preparing for that basketball season as Great Falls Bison look to be one of the top contenders in the Eastern AA. That's all next here on the Knock on Sports. You don't need to buy a stone that's made in a lab. Matter of fact, you don't need to get a ring that's mass-produced either. Well, that's if you stop at Hart Jewelers in White. Credit card debt can be a never-ending game where balances move from card to card while you chase teaser intro rates only to pay balance transfer fees. Put an end to the games. Whitefish Credit Union's credit card has no balance transfer fees, and we offer a fixed interest rate starting at just 7.9% annual percentage rate. Even if you have less than perfect credit, Whitefish Credit Union may be able to help. Visit whitefishcu.com or call us at 862-3525 to apply. Whitefish Credit Union. We belong to you. Some restrictions apply. 